Hello and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week, I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. Hey there, my wise friends, and welcome to season six of the Collective Wisdom podcast. We're kicking off in mid-February, which is a time of year many of us associate with Valentine's and love, which is so fitting because my guest today, Kim LeClaire, is a phenomenal web designer. And the secret to the success of her websites are that she helps to show her clients the true potential she sees in them something they often don't see in themselves. We talk about Kim's work, which is her unique expression of herself in the world, and how she helps other people to express their unique vision and the contribution they want to make into the world. It's all about building a work life that blends into our life life. We also dig into her daily poetry writing practice, which I think is at the heart of her creative drive, And she shares a really beautiful story about how, as a kid, she inscribed a book with her name and the word poet. And now she has more than 700 poems to her name. So it just goes to show that those seeds are sown inside us from a very early age. Kim is definitely someone who's lent into learning by doing and consistently she's shown up over 10 years. And it's that that's made her a master of her craft. It was such a fun conversation, and if you need a website for your new plan or project, I'd highly recommend having a chat with her. This episode is for you. So joining me today is my friend and fellow author from our joint book project, Enough. I think you might have heard me talking enough about that already, Kim LeClaire. Kim is a freelance web designer based in Wheaton, Illinois, which is just down the road from where I used to live back in 2004 in Hinsdale. And oh, how I wish I'd bumped into her back then. Kim took a big leap of faith back in 2012 when she left behind her corporate career and started her web design practice, East Willow. It's where she combines her knowledge and insight gained from her master's degree in cognitive psychology with her tech-savvy knowledge of hosting platforms like WordPress and Squarespace to create beautiful, tailored websites for freelancers, creatives, and entrepreneurs, helping them to build an online presence that fits who they are and what they want to contribute to the world. Her real superpower, though, is to combine her eye for a good design whilst at the same time capturing and reflecting the humans behind the business or project. And if you don't believe me, you can go and check out the amazingly cool site she made for our book at enoughthebook.com. But Kim isn't just a one-trick pony. She's also a big fan of performing long-form improvisation and has a daily poetry writing practice, which, as she says herself, doesn't guarantee the poems are any good, but she writes them nonetheless. And I might be biased, but a couple of them were definitely good enough to be featured in the book. But the thing I love most about Kim 
is that she describes herself to her clients as a friend with a flashlight, guiding you along the path towards visibility and getting all that website stuff done. As one of her clients says in a testimonial, Kim is such a pleasure to work with. She's truly gifted. And that's certainly what it feels like to be around her. So a warm, warm welcome, Kim. I'm so grateful to you for taking the time to join me today. And yeah, I can't wait to dig into some of this stuff. Oh, Kat, thank you. That I'm I'm I've got chills. Thank I'm you. done here now. <laughs> that, was, yeah, that was an amazing. Wow, that's I gotta go capture that. Thank you so it's, much for, for that. It's also true yeah. though, Kim. It really is. I think sometimes people don't see in themselves what other people see in them, and that's one of the great privileges I have in this podcast is helping to just put that mirror up and shine it back you thank you thank you I thought what we'd do before we dig into your chapter in the book which is fascinating is just this um poetry uh practice and and you know where did that come from where was the inspiration what started it yeah so (laughs) my my funny poems that I I so the way it started is I took the the akimbo workshop creatives workshop and that was in I was the it was fall of I I guess fall of 2020 so we were in you know the deep covid land oh yeah and one of the practices in that workshop is you have to post dailies you have to post something every day and I sat down to start and I was terrified <laughs> and I knew I had to and I'm not I have not historically like practices that go on for a long time are I like new stuff. I'm a bit of the bright, shiny object. You know, I, I tend to move in that direction. But I, so I knew I needed to do something that was short enough mm-hmm. that I would do it. And so I just wrote a bad poem. I didn't know, I don't, if anyone's familiar with the Akimbo workshops, you're supposed to tag people. I tagged no one. <laughs> <laughs> so hiding, yeah. I, hit, like I it. hit enter and I just went away. And there was a few people, our friend Con Christensen was in there with us, with mm. me. And so a little by little, I, I started tagging a few people and it has grown into this really amazing little practice. So basically what I do is I write one poem. They're not, this is not going to win poetry prizes likely every day. And I do it in the morning and I post it. I have my little KimLeClaire.me and then I have a tiny, tiny list of friends and family who get it. And sometimes people write and say, love this. Right. And it's it's kind of great. And the 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 I I don't know if I told you the story. The quick story is you know the book Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein. I do. So he wrote the okay. same book about uh, the giving tree. Is that giving right? tree, yeah. right. So it was like kind of, it was kids, rhymey kind of kid yeah, type yeah. poetry, right? And I was surprised at why I started writing poems. And I was really surprised that I started writing them. Like when the workshop ended, I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm going to do all 2021. And then end of last year, I decided I'm just keep doing it. Wow. But anyway, my, my mom, quick story. My mom is someone who throws everything away. But I had shared with my folks that I was doing this poetry thing. And my mom disappears. She goes running down the stairs. She comes back up with a co- my old copy of Where the Sidewalk Ends. Wow. And inside the cover of the book, my mom has written my name, Kim LeClaire, 
And underneath it in my little kid handwriting is poet. Oh my goodness. That's a and fabulous so story. <laughs> I know. And I didn't even, I was like, and I still, I have it now on my shelf. Yeah. And I still, I really still can't believe that this like seed crystal was just a long time ago. Absolutely. So, anyway. So yeah, and it's fun because like yesterday I talked to my father and he he's like, oh, I liked your poem today. And I, I oh, it's, it's just. It's, but what a great way to connect as well because you send them over a little poem and yeah, even if it's right. just a so moment, it's just kind of, it's like, woo. Yeah, sometimes oh. they're pretty bad. But anyway, so that's my little poetry thing. And I, I you know, I've recently read James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read that. But it's a great book. And this idea of voting like every daily little habit is a vote for the identity that you want. And I think what I, I now see those poems are a vote. Like I get to say now, yeah, I, I have a daily poetry practice. Yeah. We, you know? Well, and you also after, a, well, how, how many days is this now? It must be 700 days if it's two years. Yeah. You are yeah. a poet, you know, whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah. I have all <laughs> kinds of them. I know. And someday, someday I'll start going back and, and they have several that are have sort of like characters like Myrtle is a turtle, like silly stuff like that. Yeah. But several of them that I think you could collect into something. Unbelievable. So, anyway. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. what you're actually building is this treasure trove of, as you say, on a rainy day one day, you could just go back through and go, well, maybe Myrtle is a turtle. And there's a whole series of them and how they've evolved over time. And that stuff that you yeah. can't just wake up tomorrow and go I'm just going to write this you know that takes a consistent practice and um, I um, never knew I yeah I never really it, it has taught me finally the lesson which is it it does practice is about showing up every yeah, day yeah and just keep you can't you can't get there without doing that no we and it's always to. that um it's that forming a habit so that there's no decision to be made about will I or won't I write the poem I write the poem and I don't even have that's to decide right. if it's going to be good or bad. I'm just going to that's right. allow it to happen. But you're one of the few, I mean, cause I think there's such a big difference between knowing that to be true and Lordy knows I know enough about it. You know, I spend a lot of time around people in creative workshops and things, but actually doing it is another thing. Yeah. I'm as surprised as anyone to be honest. <laughs> Well, that makes it even more special that some of your poems have ended up being in the book. I just think it's um, it's such a wonderful practice to have. And whenever I hear people talking about stuff like this, I am always just a little bit more inspired to go, okay, okay what is my practice going to be? Come on, let's just get on. With it. Right, let's do it. Yeah. Rather than talking about it. So moving on to your chapter in the book, which is called Great Quests Don't Come With Maps, Touchstones in a Quest to Build a Life That Fits Who We Are, and what we have to offer the world. And what I loved about it when I came to read it again is knowing the work you do for freelancers and, and creatives and entrepreneurs to build websites is how much the book, it, the chapter itself really reflects how you go about helping them to create the website that's going to land and really show up, you know, how they're going to show up in the world. So if we dig in, because you you basically wrote it as a, a quest. You know, you have this theory that everyone is pretty much on a life's an adventure and we're on a quest. And you could say whether it's Bilbo Baggins or, or, you know, Luke Skywalker, it's a sort of that hero's journey. 
And you had it positioned as there are three touchstones of clarity, confidence, and consistency. So I just thought it would be really fun to just dig into what those mean to you and how that reflects in when you have someone approaching you to build a website, what it is you're helping them to define. So if we start with clarity. Yes. So, okay. So yeah, those three C's, I, I don't really remember when I first started thinking about them. So I've been doing this for almost 10 years, be 10 years in April. And generally my clients have been um, people that are it's usually one person and they want to, they have a thing they want to do in the world. Mm. And because it's, you know, 2022 or back then it was 2012, I, you know, the idea of like, I need a website and what I, you know, in the beginning, I myself was learning, right? So yeah, yeah. just learning, learning, learning. But what I have finally come to really appreciate and see about, and really is why Cassis is a journey, because I do really believe it's a journey. I mean, just like we said with the poems, there's a cycle of showing up every day. It turns out that's also what you're doing when you're building a business. Absolutely. And, and so being clear so the first touchstone of clarity is really and when i wrote the chapter came to appreciate that clear all of these things are a little bit two-sided there's one side which is are you clear internally are you clear why you're doing what you're doing or even clear what you're doing and here's what i know in the beginning you aren't you 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 want to have you can't be because you can't know everything and there's this weird thing we do as humans which is to think we can know something before we've learned it Mm. which is a strange thing. But so clarity is it's a process of getting clear about who you serve, why you're doing what you're doing. Recently, it's come up a lot with people like, is it fun for you? Is it feeding you? Yeah. And that's so the clarity, right? So this internal clarity and that it keeps growing over time. I'm 10,000 million, billion, trillion times more clear today than yeah. I was, you know, I would say yes to any project eight, nine years ago. So, and then the external clarity is it's super important. I have a thing I say to people, people don't buy stuff they don't understand. Yeah. So it's, so you, it's really important to be clear with people about what you do that, you know, um, Donald Miller, he's the story brand guy. Mm -hmm. He had a little videos out for a long time about the grunt test. He called it, which was when someone pulls up the website can they like if they were a cave person and they saw your first thing and uh, 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 like what does this person do? That's yeah. what he would call it, the grunt test. So this idea of being clear and again, you may not know at first. You're going to make a stab at it and then you're going to continue. And what's going to happen with clarity as well is what it's what I call being in the ether. People will begin to know you as that. Yeah, this is really brand and reputation. I I'm a disliker of the word brand and personal brand. I just, but I think it is reputation. So over time, like for you, people will know you as a podcaster, mm. right? In the past, right? You, I don't. You're. Are you still making jewelry? I still make jewelry, but yeah, I took down my website. And and the reason I took the web- website down was because it wasn't telling the story of the sort of jewelry that I make. And yeah. until I'm ready yeah. to tell that story. Then I needed, you yeah. know, I was getting a lot of mixed messages and causing confusion. Yeah, so exactly. So it's this idea, and what so what happens is over time, 
not only does our internal clarity go up more and more clear, other people's clarity about who we are goes up. Yeah. And that takes time. And, and so, and, but it's really important because if there's confusion, frankly, on either side, it's harder. So, so it's, that, it's that really boiling it down and getting that simplicity. And I think that's, that's one of the sort of the, the, the trademarks of your sites are that they are, they're clutter free. They're, they're simple, you know, there's, there's no kind of, uh, unnecessary bells and whistles. It's like cut to the chase and it's that clarity that makes them design led. I think. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I really get that. And I love what you were saying about this sort of, there's the, the internal clarity, you've got to be clear in yourself and then you've got to communicate that clearly externally in order for people to not show up and go, well, does, does she build websites or does she, does she talk about websites? You know, what is this? And, and how often do we, because we're not so clear ourselves then fail to communicate that, you know, it just doesn't come across because we're actually either we haven't made the decision around something or we're trying to be right. too many things to too many people. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's really important in that book, that chapter was casting this very much as a journey because the, 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 just the heart, I mean, I've done, I've worked with a lot of people now, but when you're just starting, you can't know. So you mm. sort of have to make a choice and then yeah. see what happens and then, and then be willing to, to change it. The people that I have seen get stuck are the ones who sort of are married to this one thing and they, they don't. It's additive. What we're doing is additive. Why would you want to do this, build a business, do your thing in the world if you're not learning? I mean, it's, it is a virtuous thing. Of you're learning about yourself in the world, so that's changing, and that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. No, it's so Clarity. true. So, so it's, it's the cornerstone. It's the, the keystone, if you like. If you get that right, even if you then end up changing it down the road, you know, and, right. and, and I think it's fair to say websites are an evolution. You know, it's, it's a good thing to come back to it in two years time and go, Great thing. well, I'm just not the same person I was then, or I found out that actually the people I really, the, the, the point you said about, is this fun? The people I really want to serve are over exactly. here and this is what they need That's to right. hear, how they need to see That's my website. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that kind of leads into the next C, which is confidence. And again, I think, I think confidence comes from a little bit more clarity for a start. Yeah, I think they they all sort of end up blending together, but confidence is that, if, again, speaking from the internal and the external, confidence is really about, do you believe you can? Yeah. And and this is a tricky one, right? Because it sometimes we do fake it till we make it a little bit. There's that. It, but I can just, this is really speaking from my own experience. I just know now when I'm on a call with someone, I, I can... I can name the ways I could help them. And I can also see if they're, if they're needing something that isn't what I can provide. Again, confidence takes time to build. It is a journey, but internally, do you believe? And of course, I mean, you could go right to the title of that book. Do you believe you're enough? Do you believe yeah. you have what it takes? It's a struggle even today for me because you, you can think, oh, I don't know. Like I currently have a project that it's a little bit different and, but I, I just tell myself, Kim, you just got to trust that, yes, of course you can do this. You've done it before and you're going to learn something. It'll be good. And I also know because I always make the commitment to people, I'll do whatever it takes to make it happen. 
Like that, like, so that's my firm thing that I'm not just going to leave you. If you're not, it's not working. We'll make it work. So that's yeah. a, I can always stand on that. And then external confidence. Do other people believe you can? Do yeah. other people see you as someone that they can trust? This is back right to reputation. And, and it's also connected to consistency, which we'll get to in a minute. But this idea of like, have you shown up? People know you, they're willing to refer to you. Yeah, uh, that's it's if and they're again, not, you're going to have to look at first, it. When you first build a website, you know, when I had to first build my coaching website, I didn't really have much in the way of testimonials because I had only just started practicing with people. And so it's yep. it's tough. You you're you are a little bit of a fraud. You are kind of just putting anything up there to say, well, yeah, somebody said something about me once. Yeah. But what I keep coming back to and I was talking to a client about this just today is that what we gravitate towards is actually confidence as well. So you showing up as being a little bit, mm, I'm not sure if I can actually do this, doesn't instill that confidence either. You know, totally not. Find it. Yeah. And so even if, and we, we all, if you're going to start anything new, you're going to be an imposter for a little while. You know, you're going to be there saying, well, you've yeah. done this before. But mm -hmm. I think just cutting yourself some slack. And when it comes to writing copy, especially, this is where I think you must come in so well, because it is almost impossible to write your, your own about page. Very hard. Seeing those mm -hmm. prayers the way we want to hear them. Um, Very hard. When you yeah. work with clients, do you really help on that, on the, the copy side as well? So I do, when I, what I do, we, we start out, my process, we start out with a discovery session, which I kind of have realized over time, it's so interesting that design starts in the same way that coaching does, which is a discovery session. Yeah. To me, that's such an interesting, yeah. but in the discovery session, what I do is I listen to what, and it's, it is, because so I'm, you know, that I actually have done training as a coach, like I was a board certified coach, because I have this coach approach, right? So this yeah. yeah, so this idea of really listening, because the words people want are in them. Yep. So what I do in the discovery session is I just ask a ton of questions, and I take ridiculous gobs of notes on grid-lined paper, I just, <laughs> But when we find a word and you can hear it, when you find a word that's a power word or you find something that's important to them, then I point it out and we cir I circle it. And then so what I they used to call it, sometimes I still do, we create what I like a word garden yeah. that we can then use later. Because we found those phrases and those pieces that just, you can just hear them. I know that as a coach, you know, you hear that everything shifts for a moment and you hear ah, that was important. Yeah. Feel the weight of it. Absolutely. So and it's, yeah. it's those, it's those empowering questions that can get you to that point, you know, and that's why it's, right. so, I think, so difficult to write your own copy is because you don't really ever ask those questions. You're just sitting there going, well, I was, yeah, when I was exactly. this, and you tend to write the narrative, which is actually pretty dull for someone who's coming to visit it. Mm -hmm. You know, What they want to yep. hear is how are you going to help me? What's in it for me really? That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, so I sort of help with that. And then usually with people, what I do is I say, look, I just need you to write down. I, it doesn't even have to be like, it has to be very first draft, just write free, free associate for gosh, and then send it to me. And I can take that and turn it into something. But, but it's this, it's a transmission that needs to happen there. That's, that's the piece you got to bridge. So 
I do that. I see my work very much as it's a, it's the friend with a flashlight. It's relationship, not transaction. Like I am not the right person. If what you want is somebody to throw the content over the transom and take it, it's not, that is not how I work. I want to get to know you. I want to understand why this is important to you. I want to, I, I, because here's the truth. I mean, I, so, <laughs> this is more and more. I'm thinking this. Like, I want my clients to succeed in what they want. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I have this. One of the things I say to people is, I want one of my big commitments is that a client loves their website when we finish, because the first step is going to be sharing it. Yeah. So if you don't feel comfortable, sh- I want you to be so excited to share your website with your friends and family that you're just like, oh my gosh, look at my new website, da, 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 da. That's, if we don't get there, I feel like we've sort of missed the mark because you, in the beginning, you have to be in the world. You have to start being brave enough. And so what can a website can do, two things. One, and I'm, I'm babbling, I'll stop at this. It can show you who you are. It's almost aspirational. You see your website and you go, okay, you, stand, you sit up a little straighter. You're like, okay, I can do this. That's me. Right. Yeah. And then you are really happy to share it with the world. And, and because then the word can start spreading. So that's what I'm always kind of aiming for. It's so, so true. I mean, and that whole thing about you, you want someone so excited. And I know you worked with Caroline Harvey yes. and, and, and the first thing, and it was such a joy to see her then post on LinkedIn, oh, I've just been updating my website and boom, and you go in there and it's so well choreographed and put together and yeah. Just yep. beautiful. And, and she's got three clients. I mean, she's, it's, it's like, she's, and she's happy. She feels like it represents her. She had friends say, oh my gosh, this is so you nailed it. Right. Yeah. Because that's yeah. it. That's what you want. She's now, and you can see, she's like, I mean, just transforming like before our eyes in a way she's living into the promise we made on that website. Yeah. And that's, I mean, so, what a so gift. And what it comes down to is, again, and this is what I love about how your chapter reflects how you operate in business how, and, and, and how you show up. Because what then happens is people that Caroline knows reach out and go, I love your website. Who did it for you? And that's, yeah, yeah that, that word of mouth is your best friend. You can't make that up. You can't, you can't manufacture it. You, can, you can't pay for a Facebook ad that does it. It's just literally, and you can build whole businesses on Absolutely. pure referral. I have. That's, yeah. I've never done a bit. I'm not on social. Like I was very lucky in the beginning because I had some friends who were lo- were small business. You know, they had local little small businesses, and they let me. When I think back on that, I'm like, how bad those three sites were. And I'm like, well, I'm really lucky that Robin and Julie let me guinea pig with them so no but I think that's all part of it and and they were letting you but you were obviously I mean just like you did with the book it's it's so much good karma Kim you didn't charge us a penny you put in all your work and and we're sharing that in the world now you know we're going look at this site this book's got a website guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. <laughs> so yeah, and that, you know, the, the third thing, which which I love again, mirrors the the third C is consistency. And that encompasses so much. You know, you talk about the the practices for yourself, and it's not just business. It's you even mentioned getting a good night's sleep is part right. of consistency. So yeah. what, where yeah, does that come consistency from? is a <laughs> so consistency is a 
again, if you go to this internal external, it, 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 one one place that's really obvious is this. If you've ever followed someone on social media or Instagram, and like every kind of post looks like it's coming from a different universe. <laughs> that it like that hurts you right it, it because what you need is like from the external consistency perspective you need this that's why color and font you know type things are where design really makes a difference yeah like yeah. let can be keep being you know that that's those same that same look it's like as if you or I every time we showed up you know, we were had a different hair color and we were in a totally different style. We have a style. We we so part of what we're doing with design is trying to make that consistency, and then people can begin to recognize it. That is branding, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it visual identity, but also verbal identity, which is the same messages over time. So there's again, you start to just you start to know it. It it starts to lodge in someone's brain somewhere. You you want that, right? And then internal consistency, harder, still a huge, you know, these are the structures that support your work. These are your schedules. I've done one of the smartest things I did absolutely accidentally, but is amazing, is I have a I do have a little home office and I don't do other work here. So I Only so when I sit down at this desk, my brain goes click time to work. Yeah. Huge, huge deal. I really feel for people who like through this whole COVID mess have had to like work at the kitchen table. Really hard to mix those contexts. It is. And even even, you know, as a freelancer, to acknowledge that when you're doing your home admin, you're paying bills and things, that's not your work. That's not you your might work. Be sitting at your exactly. laptop, that was not four hours of work. That was four hours of clearing up admin. Exactly. And you couldn't have done that if you worked in an office on your boss's right. time. You know, you, right. you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. So that, you know, I've been, you know, surprisingly to myself, pretty good at creating, but the habits that the structures of when I begin and when I end, but all of that internal and that to me, it's like these consistency in some ways are those internal structures that support us. Yeah. continuing to move forward i mean one i fall down with all the time is moving right like i've been sitting i feel like i've been sitting for 10 years <laughs> not good to sit for 10 <laughs> years in a row right but uh it's it's that so and again these things over time they grow and change you get more and more clear about them you begin to see what works for you what doesn't work for you it's i, I think it's really important it's something i think about sometimes is you know big businesses do like annual reports yeah I think it's really important. I think freelancers should do something like that every year. There's a woman called Kirsten Martin, who's really amazing. I don't know her, I just follow her, but she recently has a free PDF called the Calm Business Review. Really good. And I think it's that sitting down and looking at things is really important. And I've thought about myself, it would be really good to even have a little group that did that once a year, a little board of advisors. Because that retrospective yeah. view is important. The audit, or what worked, what didn't work, what do I want to shift? So anyway, consistency. So I will put a link to that in the show notes, actually. I think that's something that is it's really valuable. It's and yeah. as you say, and, and then another part of consistency, which you brought up was even being consistent about who it is you're, so again, it, it fits in with the clarity around who you're, you're mm-hmm. don't get distracted with the wrong customers because that will take you. Right off down a whole path of, of That's yeah. right. And if you do that enough times, I've made this mistake, you then degrade, your your confidence degrades. 
Mm. Because what happens is you begin to be like, it's just, you're in a bad fit. This is one of the things I really believe. What happens to people when they're in bad fit work is they blame themselves, not the fit. Yeah. Fit matters a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and when you're in a, what happens when you're in a job that just isn't really you, when you're, when you're doing that work and when you're showing up and it just isn't, it's not so much about you. You have to, you have to find a new place for it. And, and so I just, it's important and you can see that it's what happens when people are job changing and they've been in a job that wasn't a good match. And then they end up, they're like, ah, they just, their confidence way low. Yeah, you know, you're not, not really playing them. your sphere of, of exactly. genius. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So true. And 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 as you've just described, you know, this this clarity and confidence and consistency, they all kind of flow into one another. You know, when when you get one right, it's like the three legged yeah. stool. It's like you need that to be centered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that when you do get it right, this fourth C comes in, which is you having a sense of making mm. a contribution in a way that's powerful. And yeah, I think that's where the sort yeah. of happiness piece comes in. Yeah, it's it, this has been, yeah, that chapter, because they ended that chapter with, right, we're waiting for you to make your contribution. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, I could wax philosophical on this, but it, it's a, we live in interesting times. And it's one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about is how, how do you make a website more human, which sounds weird because how can a website be human? But this idea that if we can see our, the truth is what I used to say about work is work is our unique expression of who you are in the world. Yeah. You know, work is a fairly, I mean, I would even go so far as to use the word sacred about work. Wow. It's the way we're contributing to each other's, survival and goodness it's what we're doing when we're working so at its best that's what work is yeah even all work is that well that I mean, kind really of fits think in about it you know? so well because you talk about you talk about building a your work life and a life life and how right. you know they really do synchronize so that there's not right. this kind of hard fast oh i go to work just to pay the bills but I, I do work that actually contributes to that whole sense of life, life. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And we're here. We have to help each other. So work is the way we help. Yeah. It's so true. So true. And I think what you're saying about getting the human side of websites is this is where your sort of skill comes in because the copy you help craft is written in a voice that feels very spoken and human. You know, when I read your about page, I'm getting a sense I'm having a chat to Kim, which is so much part of writing good copy. It's like building, finding that voice isn't always easy, but once you do a website that feels like you're having a conversation and maybe things that are occurring to you and, oh, there's the answer to that question. She's just answered it. Or, or one that kind of jumps into, you might not be finding this easy or, you know, Oh yeah, you're right. I'm not finding this easy. You know, it's kind of, this is it. Like, so people see themselves. I just wrote this to Jeremy this week that people want to see themselves because they want to say, ah, yeah. and it's not, it's, it's something that is an almost an intuitive thing. Someone reads and go, maybe this is for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. And that's, that's so. the sense I get when I read the copy from the websites of yours that I've, I've seen. Well, I should be clear here. Like Caroline wrote most of her own copy. So people are all at different. She's a really good writer. So she wrote, yeah. I think we tweaked some. So it sort of depends on 
this is one of the things, right? Not everyone is a good, I said good writer. It's quite hard to do, right? The phrase is hard. Yeah, and to and writing copy is a very different jar. thing, yeah, to, to writing a novel. You know, it's, it's like right. there is a, but what I think your discovery session does is help people hone in on the language, hone in on the words, and then exactly find those words. And then we anchor, we anchor the visuals to those words because now we have a, we kind of, I'm always looking for some kind of prevailing metaphor. So we can say, ah, right. Okay. So here's what we're about. So we can, anyway. Yeah. And it's true. And your own website has, you know, little lanterns and things. So it's all part of that whole light. Yeah. 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 So beautiful. And so for anyone who's listening to this and has a burning project or maybe has a, a website they're not very proud of and they're thinking, I need an upgrade. What yeah. sort of what sort of financial investment are we talking to to get a website like you know, a basic Ooh. website? I know, yeah. I know it's a big That's question. A big question. So I have a point of view here. Good. <laughs> probably not possible. probably not possible. Maybe so I do not believe if you're just starting out. You should spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a website. Totally agree. So I I made a choice several years ago. It was a very good choice. I'm glad I made it. I only work in Squarespace now. Right. So there's lots of platforms, right? WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Weebly, Webflow. I think Squarespace is a great, it's an all-in. You don't have to worry about the technical maintenance. You know, it's a fully hosted solution and it's got great design and you can manage it yourself if you so wish. And most of my clients do, I don't do contracts for maintenance. And so I'm not interested in that. <laughs> you know, I, I write proposals for all of my work and there's really always three things. There's, there's kind of verbal identity, which is this words, message, copy. Mm-hmm. There's visual identity, which is, maybe a logo color scheme typeface and then there's the website itself and there's sort of always those three tiers so depending on someone may come with a logo right so that might change the equation a little bit but i never do a project my highest dollar project is like 3500 yeah so, so that's, that's the highest and it's just so so refreshing to get a sort of ballpark for people because then they know whether it's even worth contacting you you know i think so much of this is steeped in i remember a story around friends of mine who set up a a business over 15 years ago now it was at the beginning of e-commerce yep and they must have spent eighty thousand us dollars on this all exactly. guns website it, yep. it bankrupted the business it, it totally yep. derailed them terrible but you just get into this mess of oh you need this and then you'll need this plugin and then you'll need that and and actually exactly. the simplicity of what you need often as a freelancer it is just a shop window you know it's just something that's right. that's, here i am exactly get in touch exactly right take it from there that's right that's right and you know i think like i've done i i, I because i like people if i end up finding somebody like i Sometimes I'll do things where it's kind of a crazy way to do it, but I actually like it, which is we build it together over Zoom, Mm. which then can be a lot cheaper because we're doing it together real time. Yeah. Spend two, you know, two or three, two or three hour segments. Those people have to be ready to make decisions. Not everyone is. Yeah. yeah. But if you're ready to make a decision, like you can just do it. The other thing is this, right? I, I think about this sometimes like people that are younger, 
and my younger, what do I mean? You know, 25, they have, you know, I joke that they have sort of a mobile phone embedded in their arm. Like they could probably make a website in an hour on, you know, it, that's a different kind of a person. Right. And, and so that, you know, there's this other piece is that technology often ends up in the way for people. Mm, so much so. Right. Because they don't know that what's a domain, what's the, yeah. I don't, all those questions. Like it, it, that stuff is, that's what I can really help sort of solve. Just remove all that. Don't worry. I'll take care of all that stuff. Yeah. And we'll just do the thing. Huh. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. No, and that sounds like, you know, and, and you know, your market, these are people who are often just starting out in business or have been doing it for a year and then want to get the website that actually matches up to who they are as right. a person. Right. Yeah. Right. And it and sometimes you, it's a redesign. Sometimes it's the, now I outgrew it. Sometimes it's, I need to now do the next thing. Yeah. Take, so take what I have and, and really help it evolve and make it better. Exactly. And interestingly, when you do do that, I do think, as we were just talking, you step into that next level. That's all part right. of Yes. It's aspirational. It's yeah. great. I mean, it's really great when somebody's like, oh my gosh, I love it. You just yeah. see like their posture, they get an inch taller. They're like, all right. Yeah. It's so cool to, to do that. Like, I feel like I just, it's give someone a chance. I can't, this is, I can't make it happen because I'm not at some of my power, but I can open a door that hopefully helps somebody kind of, okay, go. Yeah. So. I've got the website. So now I can be, the I've thing. got the website. <laughs> That's how I can be. Thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Now so. this feels like a really good juncture because I was saying to you that I think one of the kindest things you can do for anybody is help them feel seen and heard. And that's kind of what you do with your job. You know, that's, that's the work that you do. So I was just interested when you start to think about an act of kindness that's impacted you, what came up as a story? Yeah, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange, I've been, maybe it's COVID, I don't know, but mildly obsessed with community and what that really means. And we live in a, you know, on a street, Actually, that's the name of my street, East Willow. That's the oh, name of my yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it's not terribly creative, but I do like the name. And um, we have a neighbor, Cheryl, who is just a great neighbor. And we've gotten to where she's out of town. We shovel her walk. We came home one weekend from being out of town. She had shoveled our driveway. She'll call us. She, let me just, it's the connect, the real connection with someone who's close by that, you know, we sometimes get flooding in our backyards and my husband puts out pumps for everybody. It's like that, it's that kind of, it's like real. It's not Doing fake, it without it's not manufactured. Right. And just sort of, you know, and then you're really, you have like shared history. I think that's shared history is important. Um, oh, yeah. So that when I think about kindness and I just think, I just think about how lucky I am that Cheryl's my neighbor and that we're kind of just helping each other do stuff yeah and have, so it, that just it means something and as you say each of those little gestures helps actually build up a community within a neighborhood you know it, it doesn't exactly. take much to to just right. notice oh there's something that needs doing over there and i'll just do it right. I, won't, I won't ask for whether it's my turn or yeah exactly exactly fantastic fantastic no i love that story i know that you're are you still knee deep in snow now 
Yeah, we have. That was my poem today was about that. Yeah, it's still, there's still snow. It might snow. Well, no, I think it's not going to snow this weekend. It's going to. So it's cold and, yeah, winter in Chicago in February. Long not the Yeah, not the best time ever. Yeah, well, I remember yeah. the, the, the thing that really I remember is that you do get at least the really, really cold blue sky days. So you get yes. more than average sunshine. Yes. But, yeah, there's just still in March, it's freezing cold and mm -hmm. there's more snow yeah. on the way. So yeah. yeah and then there's mud. Then there's, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> Someday. We're ready for Someday. spring now. That's right. But there's nothing like opening the windows on the first warm day. Like that's a feeling yeah. like a real thing. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> and we were talking about those. Uh, the, the other thing that made an impression on me was the magnolia trees. Cause they're one of the first trees to spring into flower and just beautiful whoa they're stunning yeah mm -hmm. absolutely that's right absolutely so knowing what a creative you are kim i'm intrigued to know more about music and because most creatives i know have have a sort of passion for music even if they're not music makers themselves they have a real interest in music is that true for you you know <laughs> this is i hadn't thought about this until just now this is funny so i do improv too yes, I, yes. I just thought of this we this this weekend we did i did a show and the the setup was that we were like a Billy Joel fan club anyway. And I'm like, I don't know anything about Billy Joel. I, I, he was married to Christy Brinkley, I think. Right. Um, and then, then they're like, well, what kind of, it was in the scene? What kind of music do you like? Strangely, I actually like electronic dance music. That's a little uh, uh, oh. confession. Strange. But, but anyway, I, didn't know about you. I really, I really do. Like, I, I think it's, um, very fun, but um, I when this question about music and what is a song or something that I, I just <laughs> I don't know maybe because I I'm getting older, but I sing about the song um, "Me and Bobby McGee" by Janis Joplin and like you know that it's like songs a little bit or music's a little bit like smell where you get a memory yeah. associated with it sort of and that so song really casts me back to like when I was I had a group of friends and we you know hung out all the time and the one couple was from ireland so like we all went to ireland for their wedding oh, amazing. um and i spent that was the summer i spent traveling in europe and um so yeah i i think it, that song is sort of it's strange i didn't say this for this is going to be this is i'm in confessional land now do you know the other thing there's this is terrible so and yeah i love i do like yes i do oh she's got the most I I, it's hard not to like she's got the most beautiful yeah. voice oh my and there are some songs that like i hadn't heard in a long time yeah. and like i heard it and i just was brought to tears like again because you're casting into something Oh, well, especially like a, in years connection. So when you went to Ireland, were you listening to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think that's so like Caribbean Blue was a song that I was thinking. Like anyway, I was thinking about when I was when I was younger and and just just fascinating. So, so I'm getting older. It's interesting. How often would you say you put <laughs> me and Mrs. McGee on? Oh gosh. I don't know. I don't, it's been a long time since I've listened to that song. Mm. I've been a long time, which I, now I got to get it. I finally got Apple music. Music is a pain now. It used to be easy. Just buy the song, 99 cents. Be done. Now I got like 17 subscriptions. It's so good when you do get that subscription, whether you go Apple music or Spotify, yeah. the, right. this whole world of music, which what used to be a pain for me was people would mention something and you think, Oh, I want to go. And listen. Oh, how, how do I find yeah, it? Now you can't. 
right yeah, now you can't yeah, right now you're just like yeah. whoa which is yeah, yeah. Joy having this playlist because i certainly don't know the song i know enya right. but uh me yeah, and mrs yeah. McKee is not a song i know and so yeah yeah, yeah. I'm sending you a link to the playlist and you can you can just have a little dig in. <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun so <clears throat> wrapping up um we always talk about wisdom and my collection of wisdom you are one of the wisest people i know when it comes to certainly building a business starting from scratch you know the 10 years that you've been doing this you have just imparted all of this wisdom you've kind of learned by doing yourself um and i think that's what gives you such empathy for those clients that reach out to you who are a little bit further behind perhaps you know just on their starting out on their journey but what would you say is the wisdom that you have relied on to sort of keep you on the straight and narrow yeah, I think, and and maybe that I just started thinking about the past a lot, but I, I think I got lucky in the dad department. Oh, so I have a dad who's smart and wise and kind and, and was in corporate America and then like became a social worker at 50. So he really had his own oh. journey. And he used to always ask two questions, not at the same time all the time, which, but, which was, um, what's your role in it? which I think is a really interesting question, which centers us into, you know, the place that you can potentially have some impact. It's pretty hard to change other people <laughs> by just telling them or blaming them. None of those things are terribly helpful, Taking but what's my role in it? Yeah. yeah. Taking responsibility. And then um, what does success look like? And I think wow. that's such a good question when you're spinning out, you know, it, it, and you get to, I think that's the, you know, the, the interesting thing about our world is you, you kind of get to make up your own answer in a way, you know, you, you, what does success look like? And, um, but I, it's a great question. And it's a question that I ask myself and I sometimes ask clients, you know, what do you, I mean, it's a little bit like, what do you want? But I like the idea of, you know, what does success look like? Cause sometimes we can dive head in and we don't really even know what yeah. we're aiming at so i think when i think about wisdom and it comes right down to it it's my dad who i'm gonna just very quickly my dad was born on a farm in northwest iowa he had no electricity and no running water wow. so now you imagine that his lifetime has gone from that an outhouse to the world is in your pocket on your phone isn't that shocking yeah like he's 80 he's 80 yeah i mean that's a that's a that's amazing to me that that's you know because he was out spencer iowa like there wasn't so their house burned down and they lived in the neighbor's attic until they got it rebuilt it's just that doesn't it's right it's incredible right yeah. so anyway yeah. So like I said, I got lucky in the dad department. So Oh, that's well, we have that in common. We definitely <laughs> yeah, have that in common. I saw your picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're gonna be able to work on a on a website for my dad. Um, because <laughs> I really think you're the right person to help bring it to life. But all I would say is, you know, that's a that's a wonderful question. It's like, what does success look like to you? And and how would you answer it? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think really, Kat, the thing that I'm seeing now 
and it, the last couple of years and all this stuff is success for me is about showing up and caring with like an open heart mm. the people that I'm working with loving my clients and not you know it's so easy to kind of get in I mean for myself my own way although I don't know maybe I can't da, 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 but leaning into just if you just care it's okay yeah. you don't have to know everything but you can care and if we need one thing in our world right now it's caring about and because everybody's got a different perspective and boy oh boy figuring out how to walk around with heart a bit of care and compassion yeah absolutely it's, it's interesting that you mentioned community and how much that is important to you and i think therefore yeah that comes into that definition of success how do i contribute how do i what is my role in making this community a better space exactly all feeds That's in right so that comes beautifully, beautifully in a circle. I love that. And for anyone who is, is listening to this and thinks, I really want to speak to Kim about getting my website off the ground. Yeah. Um, what's the process? So, so you, you, East Willow, there'll be links in the show notes. So it's eastwillow.com. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 And then you can, you may just email me at Kim at eastwillow.com or there's a form on the website too. So, and then basically just, set up a meet and greet call and see if it's a good mix or not. That's sort of not terribly complicated. I've resisted putting a bunch of tools in the middle. So yeah. for right now, it's just me doing my thing. Love that. <laughs> Love that. And I can say, yeah, hand on heart. I know from people I know who've had websites built by you and then from our experience with, with making the site for the book, it's it. Yeah. You're, really are you you have a talent and a skill for it that you're doing what you um you do best basically amazing so you're very good at this let me just say that <laughs> you're very good at this yeah you're really good at this thank fun. you thank you i think it's that that moment where you know you're having fun if, it, if it's fun and it's yeah i i'm sort of finding it's reaching people it's helping people connect with each other um yeah what better way to do that i get to sit in my office have lovely chats. This has made my day. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me and good luck with all the, the future ventures and future websites you're putting out into the world. Thank you, Kat, very much. Have a wonderful day. What an absolute superstar. I told you she was wise and believe me, that episode was so jam packed full of her beautiful wisdom, including, you know, just bringing that care and compassion into the world. What can you do to help build your communities, to help contribute? It's such an important message and it's one that is at the heart of what Valentine's Day should be all about, really. It's, it's what I love doing in this podcast is shining a light on what people are doing best, what they're good at, seeing what I see in them and, and telling other people about it. I love Kim's phrase, I got lucky in the dad department. I do hope her dad gets to hear this episode to hear what a great job her, his daughter's doing out in the world. And perhaps that's a reflection for Valentine's week is to 
Send messages to the people you love, to the people in your life who are doing a good job. Tell them what you see in them and then just notice how good that makes you feel. And if this episode resonated, do drop me a line at cat at catpreston.com and tell me what is your definition of success? What does success look like for you? Have a great week, everyone. And I'll be back next week with another fun episode. Thank you so much for listening. There are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from. So I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today. If you found it helpful, I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us. And if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you. You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.